Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another off-season positional ranking podcast. Today, we're going to go with the big boys. We're going to go with the front row forwards, the FRFs. Probably the group that I am the least unsure about this year. Probably the group I am least excited about this year in terms of... Excited in terms of my plan going in. Because I look at this group and for the first time, I feel like front row forward was always, you know, that group of guys where you're like, yep, some nice price guys or some guys that have some good value and I can plug in the rest later. But this year just feels like that it's a lot of a lot of mids, a lot of guys that you're going to look at and go, I feel good, not great with. So let's run through it, guys. I picked 24 players here. Obviously, not going to go have to go through all 24. I'm going to bundle a bunch here together because I think with these forwards, sometimes they're all kind of in that same ballpark there. So you might see a few that will surprise you here because I just think that there's so much variance with minutes and the teams that they play in the way they rotate their forwards. So it's not an indication of who I think is the best or this is the order of quality of the NRL game, but it's more of just what I see for the upcoming 2023 season. Let's get right into it. We've got four tiers here. So we've got uh, from players 24 to 20. So there's five players here. I've got all in the same area here. So Jack DeBellin, uh, Mo Fodawaka, Lindsay Collins, Josh Alloway, and Josh Papali'i. So with all these guys, I think these are all uh, second tour refs in a draft league. I think there's no one there that you'll touch in a classic. Maybe Alloy if the price is there. But these are just guys that you're just going to fill in as you're kind of going through your drafts, the last pick in your draft, the last pick before you pick your bench guys. You need a second forward. I think these are all guys that will be there and, and that can do a job for you. They're not going to, you know, I don't see any of them crashing over for tries to bump their score up to an 80 or a 90 going to be anywhere from a 40 to a 55 in that range. Again, for a second tour, if you'll take it and you move on with it, but not really much past that. You know, there's anything past this in terms of player 24 on my list. There's more of either young guy or veteran who just need minutes or opportunity to make a mark. You know, you might have someone like a, like a Royce Hunt, for example, who might get 30, 35 minutes a game, but might still pump out a 45 that might match someone like, Josh Papali'i, but um, you just take into account what Josh has done, what he can do in a good side like the Raiders. Let's move on to the next group. The next group is, you know, from players 19 to 10. So this is a big group here. So Toby Rudolph, uh, you got here Jacob Saifidi, Kamakamika, James Fisher-Harris, Luke Thompson, Regan Campbell-Gillard, David Clemmer, Max King, Nelson Osofa-Solomona, and Adam Fanil Blake. So this group here, you probably could have even split this group in half from the Campbell Gillard to Luke Thompson line, but I'll bunch them all together because again, these are now your premier second tour reps. I still don't think any of these guys can be your lead one, but these are guys that if these are your second ones. Um now there's probably one name here that you're really glaring and you're seeing here, but let's go through it quickly. So I think let's just bunch these guys together. Rudolph, Jacob Saifidi, Kamakamika. Fisher-Harris, Luke Thompson, Campbell-Gillard. Let's bunch them all in one. Again, they are the lead or the second lead play, um, forward in their forward pack. Not always big meter eaters. They're more sitting around that 45 to 55 minute mark. Um, you know, always there to take the hit-ups, but 
more defensively sound, you know, no real offloading threats all the time. Just, you know, make your 15 hit-ups, make your 35 tackles. And that's absolutely fine for your second tour ref. That's You can get away with that, no problem. Number 13 is David Clemmer. And I think this is where I'm going to be the most down on Clemmer this year. Only because I think he's walked into a four-pack where he always got the minutes. He was the one. When you looked at that Newcastle four-pack, he was always the one to go, how do we fit David Clemmer's 65 minutes in, 55 minutes in, whatever it is. In this four-pack, there's so many more options. There's so much more versatility in terms of Offenangawe, Oitikamanu, Papali'i coming in the in the middle there. You've got a couple of young guys coming through. So I don't think it's going to be we have to get Clemmer his minutes here. I think he's going to work into a structure here, and I think that may bring him down just a slight tad. Um, you know, we saw that he did bring in a great game last year. I think he averaged near a 70 from memory or easily a mid to high 60s, but I just think there'll be a slight regression there. And the three I got above him, I think, are guys that are in a position to really succeed this year. So Max King at 12, I think he's now going to be, you know, there's no Josh Jackson. It makes sense that he just goes to that 13 role and he stays there. Um, you know, he can play some really big minutes, defensively very, very sound, and in attack, you know, has got the odd the odd knock on in him. I have seen that in the last couple of years, but other than that, I think he's a tremendous player. I think that I really do value what he does. Nelson Asafa Solomona, my big offseason thing that Nas will average more than Clemmer. I think the way that Bellamy is going to really use him is going to be interesting. It could blow up in my face. There's all these reports about him leaving the club next year. And we saw when Brendan Smith chose to leave the club, he got thrown in a bit of a doghouse. But I just think for the way these four packages constituted for the Storm right now, they need edge forwards and they need to shore up their middle with a guy like Christian Walsh coming back from injury. I think Nelson can roll through the middle. I think he can play a bit of 13. I think they can use him on the edge at a pinch. I just think that there's going to be ways that they can use him. There'll be a lot of tackle breaks. I think close to the line, Harrigan can get him over for a couple of meat pies. I just think Nelson's in for a big year. It's a contract year, obviously. Who's going to snap him up? I just think he's going to go gangbusters if he gets a chance with Craig Bellamy. And number 10, Anna Fanua Blake. So obviously, this is a guy who has always been one of those premier forwards. Took a step back. The... The Warriors are at home. It's going to be a different feel. I just feel like that him and Tohu Harris, who will be back for a full season now, those two up front can really steer this team around. There's not much depth behind them in terms of, you know, there's no Ben Murdoch, Masilla behind them. You know, Bunty is really the only other, like, prop four that you could see taking minutes away. So I do think that he's in for a big year AFB, and I think that even if the Warriors struggle, he could still put out some very nice super coach scores. The second tier is from players nine to four. So now we're talking about your premier forwards. Now we're talking about your first FRF. So from nine to four, Joe Offenangawe, Christian Welch, Daniel Saifidi, Big Tina Fasuma Alawawi, Tohu Harris, Junior Paolo. So with Joe O, uh, similar to Klima, you know, there's going to be a lot of mess to go around, but I think what he did prove last year is he can go lock, he can go prop, at a pinch, you could, you know, put him on the edge for a couple of minutes here and there if you want to spell someone. I just think Joe's in for a big season. I think he, what he showed last year was he could really put the team on his back and have some really big performances. He's got a jewel, which always helps. Uh, and I just think the Tigers are going to be a great forward pack this year. So I do think that he will overtake Clemmer and he will be a very good option there. 
Welch is an interesting one. How do they play him back? Obviously, he was out in round one, so he had the whole season away. And sometimes for forwards, you know, that constant grind, he was in final series and he was in internationals and origins. You know, there was just constant contact on the body. A year of that away and all of a sudden now it's, does he feel better? Is there any rust? I just think that he's going to be one of those guys that will be forgotten about in a draft. And I think that you can really pounce. And if you be patient with him, it could be really, really helpful for you later down the track. I think in Classic, you wait on it. In Classic, you go, they're going to ease him back in potentially with Craig Bellamy. Nass and Kamakami can be the two guys up front. If he drops, and let's say he drops to 400, high 300s, low 400s, that's when you jump and all of a sudden now he can work his way back into a 60-65 average and become one of the best front rowers again in the comp. Daniel Saifidi, I think is me the unquestioned. So let's actually put these four together, actually, because these are the four that I did put in a group here. So Saifidi, Tino, Tohu, and Paolo, the unquestioned leaders of their packs, all potential to be club captains of their of their club. I just think that all four are going to have great seasons. Saifidi is the unquestioned leader of that Newcastle pack now with no clemmer. Tino has proven that he is the best forward in this Titans ranks, and he is the, the one player they need to build around. Two, Harris is, he is the soul and heart of the Warriors. Back from his injury, look better than ever. Junior Paolo, spoke about it off the World Cup, I think will rival Payne Harsby right up there, and he will be able to get the job done. I think if you own any of those five guys, or six guys that we just mentioned, Paolo, Tohu, Tino, Dan Saifidi, Welch, Joe O. I think any of those guys can easily slip into your first front row forward, especially, and do your job there. I've got three players in the top tier. Uh, Payne Haas, number three, Ruben Cotter, number two, Joe Tarpane, number one. You're paying a premium. You are paying a premium here. Their prices will not go down. These are set prices, I think. I think there's no movement. I think Tarpany, Cotter, and Haas, if you want them in your team, if you want to have a 70 average in your front row, you're going to have to pay for it. So Joe Tarpany, I've got as number one, the unquestioned number one in my opinion, lost his duel, which is very, very sad. He was the first player I had in the team last year, already more the way last year. It was very, very fun. Ruben Cotter brought him in late, had that hooker second row. He's lost both of them. He's now front row forward. And to me, I just think that if he's kind of running through that proper rotation, you know, there's not many chances you get a guy like Ruben Cotter who can play lock, play hooker, who's in front row forward. So I think he's nearly a must. You've got to bring him in because what he did last year. Now, his only concern is that he might ping a hamstring again like he did last year, potentially. But with every guy who's ever pinged a hamstring, there's always that concern. So I think you just have to go with it and put Ruben Cotter in there. Payne Haas is the other one. So Payne Haas is going to get drafted high. He's going to get picked in a lot of teams. But like I said... Payne Haas difference to Paolo, Tohu, and Tino especially, I don't see this much of a difference. So I do think that um, you could survive, you know, last waiting an extra two, three rounds in draft to grab one of those guys to stay within five to ten of Payne Haas. Uh, in Classic, you can definitely go with Payne Haas. You can go Cotter and Payne Haas. That's a very nice front row combination. Um, it's just about how you want to give the rest of your team the balance of how much you have in your bank. So front row forward is a very, very interesting one this year. I think there's 
there's two that levitate above in terms of Tarpanay and Cotter. And then I think you've got a nice big bunch between Haas all the way down to Joe O and then further down to Clemmer, who realistically you can put in your side, you get a nice big 60 on a good day, a 90, and then you roll with it for the rest of the season. We will leave it there, guys. Very keen to see how you're going to stage your front row forwards this year. A lot of cheapies, rookies, or you're going to fill it with guns and take the points there. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.